0: A-S-I, this is episode number 16, season 5. I am Russ Shaw, your host on this expedition. Today on the podcast, my new friend, Cash Peters.
1: I don't have any expertise in this area. Whether that's something you could deal with without treatment, or I have no idea. So so I'm not going to venture into that pond and say, oh, I know the answer to this, Russ. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness we met today.
0: (laughs) I, I think it's very similar. Any kind of any behavior. vocabulary
1: you want to use, I don't care. But right. well, if you are attached to something in that kind of way, mm-hmm. so that it rules your life, I would venture to suggest, from my point of view, as a non-bonded person, that it could easily be that you're suppressing something else, and this is the easiest way to do it. That it's a compensatory shield device for not having to go inside and deal with the actual exactly. problem. But, the, in, but that's just here. In every single situation in life, you have that choice. It's a fork in the road is presented to you every second of the day. And um, as, if you go down the ego route, uh, you will always end up with a problem. It leads you nowhere. It's a dead end every time. It's just you trying to control, trying to survive. Trying to survive. Yeah. yeah, but you don't... But the, the belief is that you will survive better if you employ the ego to control everything exactly the opposite works what works is opening up the heart surrendering trusting having faith with a little f and most people can't do that because they go well they go well i'm a person of great faith no no you're not you're (laughs) a person of great ego who who is identifying with a faith and it's so you never have to go inward which your soul is crying out for you to do is listen to me i gave i put you here in this lifetime to learn this lesson and you've got so much pain and it needs to come out
0: Fly-by truth explosions from Cash Peters and the band Group Love with that bumper right there. Cash Peters, fascinating guy, 40-year career in radio for the BBC. He's British, in case you haven't noticed. Uh, He actually interviewed David Bowie once. He started writing comedy for a television show as a teenager. He lives in Beverly Hills. They're actually filming a movie at his property, at his house. Uh, this episode I'm titling Building Bridges with Cash Peters is probably going to be two episodes, going to extend this out. Uh, my last episode was Tearing Down Walls with Steve Carter, Building Bridges. See, See what I did there? Pretty clever, right? Tearing down walls, building bridges. Hey, you can build a bridge to the ASI podcast because the ASI podcast is a listener-supported podcast. I know. See that segue? That was brilliant. I got that uh, from my radio friend, maybe. I don't know. Cash also does his own podcast called The Life Quiz, which is a lot more organized and has a lot more fluid flow than this one. A podcast me, your host Russ Shaw, was almost on had this uh, conversation not gone so incredibly long. Yes, he was only in town for a certain amount of hours. But back to this podcast. The podcast you're listening to now has a website. The website? I'm glad you asked. It's ASI247.org or ASI247.org. I don't know. However you want to remember it, that's the website. I wanted to thank, once again, another donation recently by a listener who goes by the handle of John Cowboy, another $20 donation. I know, right? It's awesome, generous, more donations to the podcast. Okay. All right. That's enough. Thank you. More donations to the podcast. Keep this thing on the road of the information superhighway, all right? It's like putting a little gas in the tank. If you're a consumer of this podcast, I'm glad you're here. I really am. But again, if you could uh, throw a buck in, in, the, in the hat, right, to keep this thing rolling, rolling down the information superhigh, You don't even have to give 20 bucks. You don't have to give 100 bucks. You could give 1,000 bucks, but you don't have to. You could give 50 cents and that would, if everybody listening right now gave 50 cents. Okay, so I'll, I'll put like a subliminal mind thing in there. Every time this holiday season you hear a guy, see a guy at a, some shopping center standing there with a bell. He's ringing that bell at about waist level, right? Right by the genitals area. You'll remember that there's a podcast that helps people not be controlled by their genital area. Your, your host here. I'm living proof. I don't know if that's a good thing to say, right? Oh my gosh, that's true. They're ringing that bell right down at the waist level. What's up with that? Okay. Seriously, though. I thought I needed to control my thoughts and bounce my eyes. Do I have to bounce my eyes off the Santa now? Um, no, you don't have to do that. Uh, if you gave just 50 cents... Seriously, a, a quarter. Just a quarter. It would it would radically change the podcast, all right? But not everyone's going to do that, and that's okay. Uh, just give a little. Give a little bit of your love to me, all right? I know. A little super tramp lyrics there. ASI247.org. Click on the Give button, all right? If you're listening to this on, like, a smartphone... Just go ahead, open, okay, sh- just minimize, right? And then open like Safari or Chrome, whatever it is. I'll wait. I'm kidding. You can hit pause. You know that. But again, I'm humbled and honored every time someone gives to this podcast, and I want to mention your handle or nickname on the show. I know that a lot of people listen to this show in secret. All right, this is the most listened to podcast people don't want to admit they listen to. I get that. Come up with a nickname, put it in there. Um, again, ASI247.org. Um, I'm going to stop blabbing now. We're going to get into the conversation on the other side of this familiar bumper. Here you go. My conversation with Mr. Cash Peters. Welcome to your life. Cash Peters. Yes, um, good to be have you on the podcast. Uh, you are one of the most
1: interesting guests. I have ever had. Man. Oh, that's a step down from I'm the most fascinating man in the world, which yeah. is what uh, the junk-ex-pastors call. That's
0: right. The, no, the most interesting... The British version,
1: uh, the oh. most interesting man yeah, in the most world. most fascinating man in Which the I world, thought yeah. was great, yeah. and I would have stole it if they didn't use it already. Yeah, but if that, only I were that fascinating <laughs> as they maintain. Then I proceeded to do the most boring podcast they've ever actually put out there and completely disprove their theory. <laughs> I thought it was... I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was great. But uh, you...
0: Being on, on this podcast, man, I, I'm so glad you're here. I wanted to introduce you to the audience because you, you you're a radio guy, which I dig about you. You were worked for the BBC for for many years, um, for 40
1: retired on at, and off at 50 years, 55, and they f- per- first put a mic in your face at 15. No, I what happened was that I was um, when I would ride to school on my bike uh-huh. at the age of 15. Um, I used to send jokes. I used to think of jokes and send them in to TV shows. Right, It's, an, it's sort of like an age when you could do that. Right, You can't do that now. There are no. a million people between you and the, the people. But, but right. you could, uh, back then, uh, write for TV shows. And so I would send in material, and it would appear on TV within two weeks, in prime time. Wow. And so I was writing for prime time TV shows... Which sounds more impressive than it really is. It's just a guy <laughs> on a bike, a kid, typing stuff out on an old typewriter and sending it to the BBC. All right. And they wrote back, please send more. But you this were talented
0: season. enough to go, wow. I was besotted,
1: though. Did you bes- get was, paid for this? Yes. No. Nice. I, I got royalties for years. I got. Oh, wow. um, it, I was getting royalties from Zimbabwe and places like that when I was in college. Wow. From the BBC. Wow. Yeah, because nice. all my stuff appeared on these shows and then the shows were re- rerun all the time because right. it was like one of the best shows ever on the BBC. And then um, they brought books out of the material, and we got money for the books. And wow. everybody who contributed to the show got money from the books. It was great royalties. Yeah, I got
0: royalties. So <laughs> I was very impressed with that. So you went from from being uh, on the radio to doing television. Yes. So you had a travel show. How, here. how did I that had a
1: travel show here? Okay. In the States? Yes. All right. So, how did you go from radio to TV? What, what, did that, what happened with that? Well, what I learned was that I have. The, 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 my, my, my course in life was not radio or television. That's what I learned from doing radio and television. That um, it, it wasn't my dream. It was just something I did. Right. And so I would go from doing radio to doing television and, and I'd appear. In, and people kept coming up to me and offering me jobs. Come and work in television. Come and do this show. Right. And I had no interest in it whatsoever. My, my I, When I was in my teens, when I was in college actually, um, I had a number of epiphanies about life and I can only live according to projects. If I'm not doing a project, then I get incredibly bored and I could just kill myself. It Uh, has to be a project, so life became my project. And so when I was in my teens, I thought, wouldn't it be, this is just one of them, wouldn't it be interesting if you imagine you had 100 health units to last you an entire lifetime? Right. And most people piss those away by the time they're 45, maybe. Right. Then they get old and die, and they get disease. And right, stuff. right, but right. It, Because they don't sleep enough when they're young, they take drugs, they they drink too much and whatever, uh-huh. and they squander their health units. Uh-huh. So when they get to 55, 60, 65, 70, they've got almost none left, and their body's falling apart. And I had this kind of epiphany project where I thought, What happens if I start now and live like I need all my health units at the end, not now? Right. So I slept really well. I didn't drink, didn't take drugs. Um the
0: opposite of what I did. I am the
1: opposite of you in every single way. There, I don't think there's a way, except that we're part of the same species. There you go. There's actually nothing we have in common, which go. is great. Yeah, it is. We'd
0: make a great, like, odd couple show or something.
1: In what way would we be great? I, I would just be so depressed by being around you. Uh, and you'd be, like, agonized by me, like, why does this oh, no, guy you'd be talk brightening like this? He's, my day. he's so slow. Um, but anyway so that's what I did and I did that with a a number of other things as well and I've lived like that all my entire life now and I'm now 60 years old and I have nothing wrong with me at all and no inflammation in my body and no disease. Yeah, and that's and what's and amazing everything. about your, your health is, is great. Because I mean, of when it, I was 18, right. I set that epiphany project going right. uh, of 100 health units. So I must have, even though I eat lots of fatty stuff in Britain, because that was what we did back in Britain, right. um, I imagine that I've got my half my health units left, at least. Mm. If, if, and it's just a notional thing, it doesn't exist, but that's what I imagine. I thought, that's a really sensible way to live. Live. But also, I did this thing whereby I wanted experience, not necessarily longevity. Okay, I was, Me out, too. I wanted to live. You'll My get neither. Is- I'm telling you, I've heard about you, you'll get neither. But no, no, you, but isn't it true though? Yeah, you, yeah, you, 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 they, I want to live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Live with a capital L. You don't want to just exist, yeah, you want to live and, 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 and see things and feel things and do things Yeah, and I thought I, spent I, my, I wanted to spend my life units on being a,
0: living my life like a bottle rocket to some extent you know I, I'll just live really fast and
1: then die really quick <laughs> well no, was
0: self-destruction. Yeah, but, but it's
1: okay. But, but it here's, felt like being alive. Can I tell you what the flaw in that is? Let What's me tell it? you what the flaw in that okay. is. There's nothing wrong with that either. Right. Like you burn as bright as a comet, and then you just plunge to the earth and burn out, and you, you go. But you don't. Yeah. Most times, the luckiest thing that can happen to you is that you have a heart attack one day, because you fucked up your body, and you just go. Right. But... Uh, if you do the right thing if you do the wrong things you actually spend the next the last 25 years of your life in and out of hospital on yeah. expensive drugs having operations yeah, and yeah. slowly withering and dying right. until you're in hospital hospice care then you die that's not what I wanted I saw that in relatives right. Right. and I thought there's got to be a way around that uh-huh. there's got to be a way whereby I don't I I don't burn like a comet which I haven't (laughs) I haven't really burned like a comet at all there's many times when I could have done Uh but I chose a different route I've been offered many many opportunities as I said people kept coming up to me saying will you do this and I would turn them down because I'd go that is not good for my health unit experiment Uh that will stress me out that won't give me enough sleep and so on and um, so that was another one I went for experience over longevity so, uh, an over fame, and over power, and over money, all I wanted was to experience life right. and see life through the eyes of a lot of people, preferably overseas, so I could go to a different country and see how they viewed God. Right. So being on um, this travel show gave you a, a huge new perspective on. No, it, it didn't. Nobody did. No it it did really? you know, the, I've been I was a travel reporter then for years and years and years, right. and then on TV as well. So th- that's the ground thing for this. Right. But um, the travel show was simply this is what. Sorry. I I I, I have a problem with the word God. Okay. I'm going to say that right now. All right. Because it c- connotes something that I think is completely fictitious. Okay. But when I use it. I don't mean that fictitious thing. I mean, and maybe we'll get on to what that is. But, right. the, but I, I mean um, as a uh, as an internal connection to greater consciousness. Right. Uh, so, so it's not just some guy in the sky looking down and you saying, "I think I'll zap him," or "I think I'll give it." <laughs> right. I think I will give him more money today. It's actually you connected to this massive field of consciousness, which we all are. Yeah. It runs through you. It's outside of you. It's inside of you. That's what I mean by God. Right. and what happened was that God kept giving me these opportunities, the universe kept giving me these things I thought oh great, but I don't want that and I kept turning them down uh-huh. and then I realised when the travel show came along that what it was doing was it was taking me all around the world so that when the camera was turned off and the crew had gone and we'd, you know, I was just left on my own I got an opportunity to sit with people all over the world and say so what do you think of this then? here's my theory of God right and why we're here. Uh-huh. What do you think? And they tell me and now often it would be a primitive view, sometimes it would be a very very deeply ethnic um, slash religious view based on their culture, you know, it would be something that I couldn't quite relate to, but I would pick cherry pick the truth. Right? Because if it's truth, if it's true for one, it's true for all. The pieces of truth that yes. that affect each culture that you're visiting kind of like, right? No, no. Okay. It, it's It's the truth that each culture has perceived. I see. Whereby they've got it right. Right. And the reason they've got it right is because if somebody in Cambodia says something about God, that somebody in New Zealand says, and somebody in Alaska says, and somebody in Russia says, and somebody in Japan says you know wise people not just any old guy but right. but um, there's a very very high chance that it's coming from a different place it's coming from a spiritual place right not from a well you know what I believe you know what I read in a book you know right. what my teacher told me when yeah. I was five it's
0: different when you experience it right is that what you're saying like these people experienced God from But,
1: but yeah but they've got the, or they've, the universe or got, whatever right they've experienced the same thing and they come to the same conclusion okay. about what it is and people right. who've no connection of different religions and different um, upbringings and different cultural backgrounds they've come to the same conclusions and i figured that they probably were hitting the truth at that point now, that's very interesting. Right. Right? Because it means that they have been given books that say, this is what you should believe. And they've gone to churches or temples or synagogues or whatever, whatever you know, even just community um, halls right. where they've gathered together and sung. They've been given a list of shoulds and nots. Exactly. They've been given a blueprint for how they should think and right. what they should do. But they've gone, I don't know about that, you know. I think that I'm being sold a story, right. I think this, and when they step out of their their, their um, conditioning and have an independent free thought about spirit um, that will resonate with, with everybody else around the world because there's a difference between believing and knowing, the, yeah. what you believe is what you were given a book that says you know what Jesus said yeah. what you know is when you go well, you find that truth for yourself.
0: Yeah, where I you call it
1: when you start knowing in your knower. What? I call it when you start knowing in your knower. Oh, in your head? Yeah. No, well, not just not in just your head. heart head. and your yeah, and your, yeah, and yeah. your intuition. The, people get to a, a, a yes. No, that's your... exactly right. But you know the truth, <clears throat> and you, that's what's you know. interesting
0: about some of my work with volunteer work with addicts and, and time that I spent recovery groups and stuff like that. Is there's there's a realization, and I think Bill W. We go all the way back to the twelve steps, right? And this guy w- was getting into that. Like we have to take the religion out of it. Because once you put shoulds and ought to's and rules around it, people just walk away. Or people go they'll pick and choose or or they'll say, This God
1: isn't has got too many <laughs> a list of stuff. Yeah, but, and, but can I just preface <clears throat> it? I don't want sure. to interrupt you, but let me just preface it by saying I am a great believer. In I mean believer not Noah but great believer in whatever gets you through the night. I refuse to judge anybody of any of any kind right. on the basis that they go well. You know what I believe, and then they come up with something that is frankly ridiculous or just so far off the wall or whatever. But if that gets them through today and tomorrow. And gets them to bed at night and, and gets them through their difficulties. Right. I'm okay with that, right. and I don't I don't come in and proselytize and go, well, you know that thing you just said about God. Eey, tricky, <laughs> right? tricky, not 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 exactly yeah. right. I refuse to do that. Yeah. So when the- sometimes I will say this though, I don't, not that I'm
0: trying to judge people, but there's people that they'll come to to someone like myself for the reasons that they're stuck in some kind of behavior that they can't stop on their own. Their life has become unmanageable. To use some of the twelve-step language, and and then they'll they'll tell me about their their God construct or their faith construct or what they believe they're standing on, and and I this of all people, uh, one guy who I don't really like a whole bunch, but there's one really good quote he has is Doctor Phil, and he'll mm-hmm. say something like. How's that working for you? <laughs> right? right, exactly. So, so there's a lot of people who who are uh, devout, I guess, in their in their religious practice, and it's killing them. And then they come to me through a screen to confess their sins, so to speak, sort of like the the, the confessional. And and, and but there and I, I love those people because at least they're doing something. They're not just keeping it all bottled up in themselves. They're reaching out in some way, but they're also Going, hey, this what I've been taught, maybe what I've been taught doesn't work.
1: Well, yeah, usually it doesn't work um, because you can't graft onto you, onto the real you. Right. So, so external... you had to see situations in, in being a, a reporter, tra- travel reporter, in, like wars and people that hate the other... Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, no, no I mean, I come across it. You don't have to be in a war to know. I mean, i never I was never in a war, but, but you don't have to <laughs> be in uh, any kind of difficult situation to see people who are struggling with these things. But it's all ego stuff. Yeah. Um. You have a choice. This is my thing. At any given moment in your life, any any like right now in this conversation between the two of us, right? We have a choice individually uh-huh. of going down the path of ego or love, right? Uh, open-hearted. Um, vulnerability and uh, embracing and acceptance. We can go down that route or we can go down the hey, I'm going to say something that's going to make you laugh or I'm going to say something that will win an argument with you right. Right. Yeah. or I don't listen to you I want to make my point. Now I've actually done that twice already but, but I wasn't for <laughs> ego I had a point to make. <laughs> but but but, but, in, but that's just here. In every single situation in life you have that choice. It's a fork in the road is presented to you every second of the day. And um, as if you go down the ego route uh, you will always end up with a problem. It leads you nowhere. It's a dead end every time. It's just you trying to control, you're trying, your survive. Sphere, you're trying to survive. Yeah. yeah, but you don't... But the, the belief is that you will survive better if you employ the ego to control everything. Exactly the opposite works. What works is opening up the heart, surrendering, trusting, having faith with a little f... Right, which is the opposite of faith with a big F, which actually leads you nowhere, and um, faith with a little F, and just going with it, and having the belief, this is where belief really comes in, that you're okay, that the universe has your back, that God, in my sense, not in the religious sense, but God in my sense, is constantly seeking balance. If you use ego, you go out of balance. Right. It's like, what do I want, and how can I control this, and and how can I make money from this or whatever? It throws everything out. But if you go from the position of love and open-heartedness, then your intuition, the voice inside, can come through and go, do this, not that. I'll right. send you a sign about that, and uh, then you'll know to go down there. I'll completely back up your hunches, but you've got to. You've got to fling yourself on the universe if that's yeah. going to work. Yeah. And most people can't do that because they go, well, they go, well, I'm a person of great faith. No. No, you're not. <laughs> you're a person of great ego who, yeah. who is identifying with a faith. And even when you, when you recognize that ego,
0: you're going down the path of experiencing... That faith. So that's the faith with a little f. Is that what you're talking about? Because I would agree with you about the big f. Like that's religion for me. It's a big f u to me because I having to lose the biggest the biggest growth in my faith was when I lost my religion, right? Right. And I could put my religion and just go, yeah. You know, like there's so much control and it's all ego. shaming and yeah, it's and, ego, and,
1: ego, ego, ego. The whole thing is ego. But you know. like faith with a little f is you. In your knowingness, in your vulnerability, in your open heartedness, going, I am not big enough to handle this alone. And, but you're not appealing to an outside agency, some external being, to say, You know, I'm going to scoop you up in my little hands here, and I'm going to show you the way. It doesn't work. You'll, you'll, you'll rot in hell before that happens. <laughs> not that there is a hell, but you will. But, but, there, um, but, but if you have faith, which is, it takes a while to get there. Right. People go, well, once my my Christianity gets better, or once I'm really a better Christian, I'll be, my world will sort itself out. No, no, that's exa- that's the addiction. That's why you're an, you're an addict to religion. You, what you can yeah, do is exactly. The faith with a little f is where you go. I am connected on the inside, in my vulnerability, in my surrender, in my love, in my, in my kindness, compassion, and whatever else. That's where I am. Right. And then, then you put yourself in balance because of that, because your ego's out of the way. And then the universe sighs and goes, oh, finally finally i can do something with you and then your life improves right because you're in sync with the universe if you are um in in a faith with a capital f you're just doing what somebody else says you're just following somebody else's rules you're just uh feeling according to what somebody else says you should be feeling whether it's like shame or regret or hate or um, joy because somebody else tells you so there's
0: something to the morality sort of like the path but then you
1: feel your way down that path eventually. Yeah, it but how, but is, there, bringing, is there a good or bad, really? Is there a right and wrong? Well, I think so. Why? Who told you that? Well, if, if you if I punch somebody in the face and take their wallet, <laughs> there's going to be why consequences. Why is that? Why is, uh, no, 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 no. Right. You've wandered off the subject. Because I broke that society, well, the society I belong to, then I must pay the consequences. That's what you're saying about that. Right, but, right. The, but the moral consequence of it is... That you've you've simply thrown the universe out of balance because you. If I punch you now, it's an ego thing, right? Why did I do that? To control you, or to make a point, or to say I'm superior, or wherever you would ever punch a person. Yeah. Um, that's simply you defying your soul's path your soul's path does not wish you to be violent right. and so you have simply broken the rules of, 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 of the universe by doing that right. and then the universe has to put things back in balance but there's no right or wrong or good or bad it's no, it's simply that you have thrown the universe out of balance and and it's like a ledger it right. has to balance at the end of the day, right. and so if you if you throw it out of balance, then there will be a repercussion. But if just even there were no laws, say there were no laws and you could do whatever you wanted, it would catch up with you. Right? You got away with it today, good. You steal, go, let's go and steal somebody's wallet right now. Right. And we t- we go and we get beer tonight. We we, we have a great time, whatever. And then, uh, but then we're in debt to right. the universe, though. To God, right? Where right. You right. Get, we're in debt to the universe. It reminds me that uh, getting into like
0: cr- critical reasoning kind of stuff here. It reminds me of the. There, there's that line in the Lord's
1: Prayer where it says, um, "Oh, it's escaping me." Thank God you abandon religion. Really. <laughs> no, you see, if you're I a don't. religious guy, you'd know that. I, you're
0: no, I, no, I, no, I don't have the cough. But, but it, it, is it something like uh, syncing up with with the way things ought to be in heaven? To, to use those words, right? We're we're talking about matching up with what is good and right in the world, not not causing more pain and.
1: and and, and mischief and... Well, you just... That's all... You go down the path of love or ego. Right. Love says, don't punch Russ in the face right now. You have no reason to do that. The ego says, just do it. Just punch his face. Right. Um, that, I made a choice. Right. I went down the ego route, and I suffer for that. Yeah. But not because I'm manacled and put in... A demons quartering. told you to. No, yeah, It's because... <laughs> yeah. Or It's because I right. broke the rule of the... The basic law of the universe. Right. Which is go the route of love every single second. And love is an umbrella term yeah. for compassion, for kindness, for acceptance. Um, yeah, we don't have a good word in the English language. Like, you traveled around the world and you realize that love has got a. Lot of different it words is. to it, but so does ego. Ego has control and power, and all this, yeah. yeah but they're true. All, they're not good words, yeah. They're okay to like, get. I you love by. burritos, and I love my wife, like those are two different. <laughs> <words>. <laughs> well, I haven't <laughs> seen your dramatic. wife, so I can't make the comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she looks wonderful, <laughs> but uh, but no, no, you're right, it is, it's compared, but but you don't want to, you but there's a love for your wife, and you, know, you can't love a burrito you can just eat it or well, you, mean, you like the flavor of it but, but, it's, uh, but it's, you, it's ego or love every single second of every day if you make the love choice in every single second uh-huh. and you go is, am I doing the compassionate thing am I doing the kind thing Right? am I doing the patient thing am I being grateful I all these positive things um, your life will be brilliant your life will be superb, right. and you need never, ever go to a church, open a Bible. The only use of religion has is community, and I really believe in that, and I yeah, love the right. idea of community, yeah. and in many ways, if I could have a community like a religious, like a church, uh-huh. without the religion, right. I'd be the happiest man of life. But you can't, because they always bring all this fictional stuff in. But, <laughs> but, but basically, you, all you need to do, and all Jesus, and all these other people were saying, all these great... Beacon-like icons of the ages Were saying was this one thing Be loving To your your brother Be loving to other people And they go Well, I am I'm kind of nice to people And I'm always I'm always the guy Who pays for drinks at the bar That's not love That's not love (laughs) That's ego The love is If you're you're doing it Because you want people To remember it Or you want to be the guy That's That's ego ego. That's ego That's ego But if you do it um, if, If it isn't even a factor buying drinks in a bar, but if you—if you—that's um, a good example. If yeah, if if you give the guy who cuts you off the finger, that's the ego. Yeah. The loving thing was to let him go.
0: Yeah,
1: it's—I it, mean—that's that, the it, thing about impulse
0: control, though, and, and something that addicts struggle with is that I think that the, in the journey of a lot of folks who are doing things that they don't necessarily want to be doing. Does that make sense? We we're, were still doing the introduction. But we're going down this road, but, but uh, oh yeah, well, you've look. written fourteen books, which is, which is uh-huh. amazing. I'm trying to write one book, and it's excruciating. I love it. It's excruciating. But, it's, but the way it's my
1: brain work. works, you have to do. It's not just work? Because oh, it, well, my, like, my brain is sort of like the last scrabble. thing you should be doing on this planet is writing a book. You're dyslexic. Accept it. Speaking a book.
0: I'm speaking a book into existence. I'm doing an audio book. Oh, that's good.
1: where my well, very that's good where my speaking. creative flow comes from. Right. No, I sit in don't... front
0: of a computer and try and make words. Uh-uh. No. But I, if I put bullet points and I stand in front of the microphone, I got stuff comes to me and I can... Right. So that's you know, what I'm, I'm... That's just... a
1: great idea. Yeah. So Be that's... inspired and just say it and then, then, then exactly. have somebody else write it down or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. That's if it sells, then somebody else will rent it out and then they can publish it or whatever. However, they... So that's my... My deal with a digital audio project. Right? Yeah, but you
1: don't what? care. But the, the idea is not to care if it sells. The idea yeah, is, exactly. that's an ego thing. Yeah, exactly. The idea is to do it with full, wholehearted passion. Right. For yourself. Well, that's Good. what I'm saying. If somebody has the passion to
0: write words, <laughs> they may do it if somebody buys. Because that's the only reason anybody would would put it into text. Why? Why is that? Unless I run it through a computer.
1: Oh, the only reason you would do it is to yeah. put it in text is because you might it's make because money from it. it.
0: That's not how my brain works. I think that someone could take my words, edit them a lot better than I could. Oh, and I, I think see. The only
1: mean- way that that'll happen is if there's money involved, right? If you if you pay them to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. but I mean, <laughs> because it's
0: a lot of hours worth of work. It's a lot of to hours. edit. something. like myself. Is,
1: I, I think the, my believing book, I think went through one hundred and twenty-five one hundred and twenty-five drafts. It a little book on believing. That's a little a book, book about I'm believing. Maria? The one about healing yeah. cancer yeah. is uh, went through 125 drafts or something like 127 wow. or something. Like that.
0: How many years did that take you to do? 18
1: months. 18 months. Yeah, wow. that's pretty good. Was it, that, it sounds. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it was. Did all... you have a full time job while you were doing it? No, I'd retired by then. Okay, I retired to um, you know basically I couldn't work anymore. It wasn't that I retired; it's just that I couldn't work anymore. Right. Like, I went to see John of God, who is this healer in Brazil. Right. That's what the believing book, is which about. is the, what the believing book is about. Um, and well, it's not. It's not really about John of God. It's about healing and surrender and right. uh, faith, the power of faith with a little less. But before we get heal. into that, because no, that's what the book's about. Isn't? It is it's not about, about John of God. I mean, is, uh, John of God is there. It's about
0: your journey. It's about another, another travel journey for cash that didn't have to do with spaces on this. Does that make sense? You, yeah, well, it was... was it, a, it, it was a journey It book. wasn't it's like I'm supposed to be a
1: travel book. book. I mean, I just went right. and... But it's uh, like Seth's book. You were on a pilgrimage. Yes. yes. It, it's a pilgrimage, but, but it's, uh, that alone would not have justified writing it. Uh, what justified writing it to me was the fact that there were a lot of things about healing um, non-medical healing healing of the body healing of the spirit um, that just weren't out there right. for people to read and people go like I met a woman the other day who's got Crohn's disease and she goes well I'm, I, I'm having a part of my intestine removed I go why are you doing that and she goes because my doctor tells me to I go, well you know the doc- your, your doctor will actually put his kid through college based on People like you. <laughs> exactly. you just said yes to him yeah. and she goes well he's a doctor I go, yeah, yeah but you may heal in other ways why don't you go and find out what you did to yourself right. to bring on the Crohn's right. solve the problem go and tackle the symptoms and maybe the Crohn's will just heal because you're not in pain anymore you're not actually damaging your body right. never occurred to her never occurred to her did, to actually look after herself yeah. And look into why she had the symptoms. Doctors don't deal with symptoms; they deal with they treat symptoms. They don't actually heal them. Yeah. You, it's you who actually has to go in there yeah. and say, "What have I done to get this?" And so, what the well, especially here in the states, it's so. Oh, it's, well, everybody wants to make money. So, they, they buy a yacht yeah. and a house on, by a lake yeah. on your uh, gallbladder operation. Oh, yeah. So, um, I wanted to write a book that explain to people everything I learned down in Brazil um, which is part about faith but it goes a lot deeper than that that you are made to heal you're made this is my going back to this thing about labeling stuff you say well I am ADHD and I'm a, whatever you are gambling guy porn guy whatever you are <laughs> but yeah, but, but yeah, addiction late, yeah i have struggled with impulse control You've struggled with for, for most of my life. Okay. And I can't... Well, I don't keep, stick a label on that. People call it addict, but I think that it's deeper than that. I think but yeah, but I, I can't say for a second, uh, authoritatively, whether that's something you could deal with without treatment. or I have no right. idea. So, so yeah. I'm not going to venture into that pond and say, oh, I know the answer to this, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank goodness we met today. <laughs> I, but, but, but I think
0: it's very similar.
1: I think it's I think it's a wound. Yes, and yeah. so do I. And the, and but my feeling is that, um, for, and again, just correct me if I'm wrong about this because I can okay. so easily be like 100% wrong. Right, right. But my feeling is that if you are addicted to something, and I'm not absolutely sure it matters what it is, if you're bonded to something, You're getting away from the word addiction, okay. that's something yeah, the yeah, neuroscience today. i right. use the
0: word bonded. If bond, you're bonded, bonded is like bond.
1: unhealthy. Any any vocabulary you want to use, I don't care. But if you are attached to something in that kind of way, Mm -hmm. so that it rules your life, I would venture to suggest, from my point of view as a non-bonded person, that it could easily be that you're suppressing something else, and this is the easiest way to do it. And then it gets, takes over and then you keep on denying it and you never dig down deep and find out right. what the actual causes and you are able to rationalize your way through it. And you see yeah. experts and experts say, you know what your problem is? You've got an addiction with porn. Well, no, I know a lot. I, 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 I uh, look at a lot of porn. This is you. I'm talking about, not me. About I, <laughs> I know I, I'm, uh, this is me, Russ talking about pornography. Um, I know I, um, uh, as Russ look at a lot of porn, but I just, I'm getting kind of into it. And it's like, I, I a sex issue and I want it but, but why right. why do you uh, and you're telling me that you came out of the womb like that yeah now if, if somebody argues actually yes I have the scientific evidence to say that addicts <laughs> come out of the womb and they will definitely grow into being porn addicts or they will definitely grow right. into being alcohol I'm fine with that I yeah. don't have any expertise in this area but my my feeling is that it's a compensatory shield device for not having to go inside and deal with the actual exactly, problem, yeah. and I have friends—not many—but I have friends who are alcoholics, um, reformed alcoholics, or whatever the correct term for that is. As well, they—they're not alcoholics any; they're alcoholics, but they're not—they don't drink right. anymore.
0: And which I don't n- necessarily understand, but, but go on. But I, they're still, <laughs> But you can
1: see that they're tortured people
0: internally. Yeah. Because I was, I was told that. You have a disease, Russ, you can never touch alcohol again. I still drink. I don't drink myself unconscious right. anymore because I don't believe the lie that alcohol has some kind of weird power over me that if I have one beer I'm going to go down
1: end up in right. Vegas with a hooker but, but you something like that. But if you are still containing uh, um, pain. Yeah. from when you were three years old or five years old or you didn't get enough validation from your parents or, your, what, or something to do with your upbringing, and you're still hanging on to that pain, then rather than face the pain, which is m- most people would rather not do, rather than right. face that pain, you take on a thing. Yeah. A thing. And it can be just drinking, but it, it could be something whereby you work all the time. Yeah, or you—that um, was one of mine too. Really? Okay. Serial, serial marriage guy, or you know, constantly, getting, yeah, and it's yeah. so you never have to go inward, yeah. which your soul is crying out for you to do. Yeah. Is listen to me. I gave, I put you here in this lifetime to learn this lesson, uh-huh. and you've got so much pain, and it needs to come out. And so everything is denial would be my suggestion. I, yes. And again, I'm no authority on this. Right. Um, there may be people listening to this and go, oh, my God, this guy is so ignorant. He knows nothing. And, and <laughs> I admit to that. I know nothing. But that's my feeling. Yeah. From the people I know. And this is a challenge. I think what,
0: what, what Cash is saying is, is something I agree with. While we may come from different realms of the spiritual, uh, you know, uh, approach, that is very true. All impulse control. Because Neuroscientists have nailed it down to impulse control. Like alcoholics used to say, we well, have a gene. That's your problem. You can never drink because you have the gene. And, that, I mean, they've mapped the human brain now. And, and something a researcher found, uh, Yale does this great thing. It's called the Stress and Addiction Consortium. They brought in all these professors. And, and that's, they did this interview. And they said, did you find the gene? Did you find the alcohol gene? And he said, no, but we did find genetic markers for impulse control where people, I don't think that's just an easy way to treat well, so it's not necessarily wrong,
1: though. That actually, could be true. You could have yeah. genetic markers for import control. Yeah. But
0: it's, but it, where it damages people's lives is it's a it's a place to run instead of dealing with that pain. Yes,
1: this is what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. And so it's
0: a mask. It's almost you like wear. a it's a yeah mask or a wall. Yes. Pink Floyd, the wall. Yes. I think that whole album is about that.
1: Well, I think for them it was actually. <laughs> but, there, but it's true. Right. I think you mask it, uh, and we do it, in you know, all sorts of people shop to do it. Yeah. People um, gamble, uh, have lots of sex. Food. People, people. Yeah. People gamble. They mm. eat a lot of food there's a lot of ways of doing it and our society presents us with a thousand opportunities to do this Uh, rather than go, you know what the problem is, and it may not actually be something you can point at initially, sometimes it has to evolve and you don't know that something that happened to you when you were three or five or eight is the cause of all your problems, and this um, incident, this series of events may be let me just say there are two there are two things happen one is the memory Uh and then the other one is the emotion attached to the memory right the negative emotion will haunt you for the rest of your days a piece of your soul is left a little fragment of your soul is left behind whenever you are hurt and whenever that hurt is never resolved
0: yes that is going to conclude part one of my conversation with cash peters If you're not subscribed to this podcast, you want to subscribe, all right? Just hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, however you're listening to this podcast. I know some of you rebellious types out there are going, how do you know I want to subscribe, right? Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) You're not going to want to miss the next show, seriously, right? I mean, you know you're not. I know, Uh, uh, but listen, so how do you get in touch with Cash Peters? He has a website too, and can you guess what the URL is? That's right, it's CashPeters.com. If you'd like to look up Cash, the stuff he's did, books he wrote, uh, right there on his website. Uh, Again, the website for this podcast, ASI247.org. Hey, by the way, something you could do non-financially to really help out this podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, or TuneIn. If you could leave a review, like a five-star review for your Uber driver of this podcast, uh, man, I'd certainly appreciate it. It helps uh, helps with rankings and helps keep the engine running smoothly, all right? So, again, thank you for... Uh, all of you listeners, whether you give or not, or whether you leave a review or not, I love you guys. I
1: do mean that sincerely. Till next time. Bye.